What's next? 2017? Yep. Obviously, you're going to start off with uh, Evan Ingram at pick 23. Fuck. <sighs> this is the one that puts a hole in my chest every time I think about it, man. You know. Who did you want at that spot? I wanted Ryan Ramsey. I'm going to check him. Um, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. Or, or honestly, I would have liked TJ Watt. Yep. Those so are I, my guys. TJ um, Watt, Tredavious White was there, Ryan Ramchak. Jabril Peppers got taken a couple picks later. Not that I, at the time, really wanted him, but um, I don't you know, know if I'm OJ Howard, honestly, too, over, over Evan Ingram. This was kind of that era when the hybrid tight end was coming. You had it. Um, I think Aaron Hernandez was still around or just left, but he kind of set that standard for the hybrid tight end, right? And then, like, teams started getting obsessed with it. And then Jerry Reese loves skill positions. And, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. Like, when we drafted Evan Ingram, I wasn't disappointed. I was confused, but I knew it was kind of a sexy pick, and I liked his highlights, and I thought he was going to be a force to add with Odell and and Eli and, and Shep. So our offense was looking like it was in a pretty good state from a um, skill position standpoint. But looking back, man, and like fast forward to 2021, we fucking need OTs and edge rushers. And there you got TJ Watt, who's arguably the best edge rusher in the league right now. And um, Ryan Ramzik, who's been a stalwart for the saints for since he's been drafted. So um it hurts. It hurts to look back on this stuff, but hindsight's always twenty twenty. You can say the same shit about Saquon. You know, we can't harp on it. It is what it is. Yep. Um, Jerry Reese was a bad drafter. Yeah. TJ Watt to me would have been the guy that man. I just that's who I would have would have taken. Yeah, I mean Watt was the guy. Um, I know he would. A lot of people had him tied to us. Um, but then again, you know, I got to give credit where credit's due when we get to, to round two. True. Yeah. Dalvin Tomlinson. I mean, he's the, the hottest topic of a discussion right now amongst Giants fans besides Leo. Um, he's one of the guys that did work out from the start. He's given all we've he's given all he can. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's switched schemes. He's went through coaching stand or changes. Um, and now he's playing like one of the best DTs in the, the league he's ready for a payday um and here we are like so it worked out with him um we're at the end of the, the contract we're ready to give him another one hopefully and uh you know he like Shep he's been one of the most consistent players on this team mm-hmm. for for the last couple of years right um he does a lot that people don't see he takes on a lot of the double teams he helped Leo tremendously this year. Yep. Um, back then when he was being kind of a more of a nose tackle, him and Snacks were a force in the middle. Um, you know, it allowed for JPP and OV to work on the, the edges. So he's played a lot of different roles. He's worn a lot of different hats. Um, it's a damn shame that we don't have the money to just give it to him right now. Um, but, you know, I, w- I was happy with that pick. I know we, we liked getting the trenches back then. But if we're going to talk about guys that I might have liked to see instead of him, um, I was a big Zach Cunningham guy, um, yeah. linebacker Vanderbilt? out of Vanderbilt. He uh, he still leads leads the Texans in tackles every year till this day. Man plays all over the field, but I'm not sweating that pick at all. You know, Tomlinson's been everything we can ask for. Yeah. What about the next pick, <laughs> Davis Webb? 
<laughs> the future? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a Davis Webb guy. Um, at the time we drafted him, and I had no idea. But obviously, as years wore, wore on, you know, sitting under Eli, I was really, really hoping that he was going to be the next one. Um, I think he threw for like 40 TDs at California. He was a gunslinging quarterback. Um, he kind of reminded me of the way Eli played, just really like to air it out. Um, but didn't work out, man. Nope. Never eaten so much crow in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us Giants fans just really wanted that transition from Eli to the new guy to be really easy, and that was an easy way for us to look at it. Yep. Um, just didn't work out, dude. He was being talked about, too, in, like, early second round. I, I had even heard of people talking about him in the first round. And I've been like, no, that's not going to happen. But, I think a lot of it was him playing at California, being a tall quarterback, the Jared Goff comparison, yeah. the Aaron yeah, Rodgers comparison, gunslinging offense, put up a lot of points, played against a lot of shitty defend, defenses. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us Giants fans really hoped that him sitting under Eli was really – helpful for time but i mean the dude's been on what the jets now he's on the, the bills i believe yeah um it just hasn't worked out for him and it was just another draft draft pick down the drain from the jerry reese era yep. um but you know kittleman did it too with lawletta and it didn't work out either so <laughs> quarterbacks surge are, are a tricky one man yeah. um you know fast forward to now i'm wondering if we we draft another one it wouldn't shock me you know in the third, fourth, fifth round, somewhere around there. Developmental guy. I mean, I still think even if we did that, we need to look at the backup quarterback position. You know, are you settled with Colt McCoy if we, if we brought him back or do you want someone different? Um, I think Colt's intangibles off the field are what's most important about him. Mm-hmm. If, if you watch his interview when he, we first signed, his main goal in life is to be a coach. So I think he was really brought in to help Daniel more than anything. I don't ever think they really thought he was going to play. Um, and even Patrick Graham will tell you, Colt McCoy helped him out in practices this season, calling out plays on the defense, where the Mike linebackers coming, where the blitz is coming from, you know. So it really seems like, like honestly, I, it wouldn't shock me if Colt's back and eventually be, becomes part of the staff. I'd be cool with that. Um he can be the offensive coordinator for a lot there. <laughs> the only thing I worry about is if, you know, we get into week eight, week nine, and, and you know, Daniel Jones just isn't working out. And who's our other option at that point? You know, if we're putting Colt McCoy in, you might as well just keep Daniel Jones in. But at some point this, this year, I just – I hope we don't get into the situation where Daniel Jones is proving to not be it and we're stuck with nothing. Yeah. Um I'm a big, big fan of signing a Ryan Fitz. Um, I think he's probably going to get a starting gig somewhere or at least an opportunity to get a starting gig. Yeah. I'd like to bring in a vet like that. Um, the problem is there are a dime a dozen now. You know, Josh McCown's gone, so he's not available. Mm-hmm. Um, Fitz is an option. I, I, they're probably going to bring Colt back and draft a rookie, man. I, I honestly, that's what I see them doing. I'd be good um, with that. You know, I, I wouldn't really hate, like, bringing in a Brissette or someone either. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I would like the Giants to bring in someone to push Danny. Danny needs it. Danny needs all the competition that he can get. Um, I just don't know what those options are and what our what our, uh, what our our cap looks like for that. You know, it's, it's kind of like the running back position. You might be better off just going the draft route. 
um, bring in a vet and a rookie? Yeah, it's tough because, you know, if you do invest in a backup quarterback, that's money. You know, they're not necessarily cheap if you're going a Ryan Fitzpatrick or even like a Mariota if he became available. So that's where like Colt makes sense, but it's like, uh, do you, do you want to rely on him if, if you need him, if Daniel Jones gets hurt, if he's not playing good? Yeah. I mean, the Danny Jones thing is the Danny Jones thing. We don't know how that's going to play out as fans. I think it's, it's probably a good idea to say like mid season, he needs to show us something. Right. Yep. But the team's going to stick with them for the whole year. Oh, Unless we're in like some crazy scenario where we have a good record, but he's playing horrible. I mean, Danny's going to probably play every single game unless he's hurt. Yep. So um, it's really going to be going into next year is what we're going to have to really be planning on if Danny's not turning the corner. Yeah. I would love for them to go bring in, bring in someone to really push him and maybe actually take his spot if he's not playing good this year. They're committed to Daniel Jones, man. Yeah, they, they really are. And at the end of the day, Mayor makes all decisions and Mary handpicked Danny. And, and, and Joe Judge wouldn't have taken this job without knowing that that's part of the, the curriculum. Yeah. Um, but he's also going to make decisions for, for this team that's best for them. So if Danny's not showing us, you could see someone starting for the Giants next year. Yeah, this is a very pivotal season for Daniel Jones. It's kind of a make or break. You know, if he shows just better play, I, I think we'll be fine. But a lot's going to depend on how he does. Personally, for me, this is year two for Danny. Last year was everything everything that could go wrong for Danny went wrong. O-line, constant change, Saquon gone, no wide receivers, and a new offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not fair to the kid. It's it's Hey, I give Sam Darnold a bunch of shit for being in New York and playing like shit for the Jets, but he's been dealt a shitty hand, yeah. and you know what? kind of dealing Danny a shitty hand now too, if we don't get him any help. So um, pivotal year for him. Maybe I'm just like protecting him because I'm a Danny fan, but I just, Me too, don't worry. I can't look at last year. <laughs> I can't look at last year and judge him, man. Like just so many other things, you know, you look at the Super Bowl. What, what won the Super Bowl? A line of scrimmage, Defense not Patrick Mahomes, nope. not Tom Brady, the line of scrimmage. You saw what could happen to an elite quarterback when he doesn't have his linemen. We saw that all year long with Danny, dude. Yep. He was running for his life, the most pressured quarterback in the league. Um, and, you know, he doesn't have the best pocket awareness, so you tie that in with a bad kind of O-line or bad O-line play, it's going to be a disaster. Yep. So. He has his work cut out for him, but I think the Giants have their work cut out for him to make him successful. To your point, too, you throw in COVID, no preseason. I mean, there's just so many factors that really worked against not only Daniel Jones, but the Giants in general having a brand-new coach, a you know, new offense, new defense. So even to that, it just everything was against us. Everything was against him. I mean, you look back on this year, man, how many games could we have won? How many games did we lose in the fourth quarter? I had a running tally at the beginning of the year over the last three years. I stopped doing it once we started winning some games, but I think it was we blew 18 games in the fourth quarter of the last three years. Oof. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, we could have easily been eight and eight last year in my mind. 
the year before, too. Nine and seven. I mean, how many games did Danny throw for four TDs and we were in it in the fourth quarter and we just lost? Yeah. I mean, so it's a team game. It's not just the quarterback. It's New York, so the quarterback's going to get all the shit. Um, but, you know, I – I know we made progress last year, but we are we are still very far, in my opinion, on the yeah. offensive side of the ball. Our defense can play as long as we lock them up, but we got a lot of work to put in this offseason on the on the off. Well, it's really tough to for the defense when your offense goes three and out, three and out, three and out. I mean, you can have a great defense, but if you're on the field 90% of the time, what do you expect? That's why we lose those games in the fourth quarter because the defense was gassed. Exactly. So, I just – hopefully that, that ball will start to drop for us in those fourth quarters. Yeah, hopefully. Um, one other pick I want to talk about with the 2017 draft was the Wayne Gallman pick. Uh, obviously, I loved it at the time. I'm happy that we, we had him. I think he's probably gone. I, I don't see him coming back. Like you said earlier, I don't really think he's a good fit for what we need him to be. But the other side is six picks later, George Kittle gets drafted. Yeah, I see that. Um, <laughs> again, that hindsight's always twenty twenty. But could you? We're going to take a tight end because we just took Engram. But it, could you imagine though if we took Engram and then you know fourth round? We, it wouldn't have been a bad thing if we took another tight end. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it would have been a little different. Or if we had taken Ryan Ramzik the year before and then taken taken yeah. a tight end in the third round this year. Yep. But back to Wayne Gallman a little bit. Like, um, I personally hope the Giants kind of take the similar route this year. Fourth round running back would be probably ideal for us. You know, we can talk about the elephant in the room with Saquon, but like, if he doesn't show up this year, I don't, I don't know that we're going to back up the truck. So, like Danny, we need a backup plan there at running back. Um, so, it's probably not out of the realm that we're going to, we could take a running back again. Do you think no matter what, we pick up his fifth-year option for Saquon? Yeah, yeah, I do. Same. You know, again. Like, no point not to, really. Like Ingram, like Danny, he's a mayor favorite. He's a team favorite. He sells jerseys. He was brought here for a reason to sell jerseys, in my opinion. Do I love Saquon? Absolutely. Do I think he was the right pick? Probably not. I'll never admit that anywhere else but here. Um, but, again – this is what we have. I don't know what what people expect. Like, if they think that we're not going to pay him, got a rude awakening for you. We're probably yeah. going to pay him. We might get a bargain. Um, probably not going to get a bargain. You know, I mean, he, he, he's a Rock Nation guy. They're going to get their money. Two things, um, I think, with, with, with drafting Saquon. I think they were laying the groundwork for trading Odell Beckham. I think they wanted a different star in New York. They wanted someone they could rely on that isn't having all these off the field stuff. I, I think that was a big part of, of Saquon, you know, the ability to move on from Odell to have someone else take over the star kind of position of the offense and make Odell expendable, you know, in that scenario, I would say. I, I would agree with that. I mean, they knew Eli was out the door. Um, you know, something – I felt like Odell and Saquon were getting real tight. Yeah. And the Giants didn't like that at all. And they wanted him as far away from possible of, of from Odell. If that's true or not, I don't know. 
That's just kind of what I saw. But they knew that Saquon was being drafted to be the cornerstone of this franchise. Yep. Offense sells in this league. Offense puts butts in the seats in this league. John Mayer is not an idiot. At the end of the day, this is a business. It's how many jerseys did Saquon Barkley sell? You know, after he ran for that 65-yard touchdown in his debut, I mean, like, dude, like, that was what exactly what John Mayer wanted to happen. Yep. So, does business come into play sometimes? Absolutely. Should we have probably done 2018 a little different? Sure. I wanted Baker, knew we weren't going to get him, wanted Josh Allen after Saquon. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I still, if we had taken Josh Allen, great. Um, whatever. I'm not sure if things would be really different right now. I still want to have an O line. And uh, the right, tr- the right thing in that tra- trade was probably to trade down. That's what I, yeah, trade down Quentin Nelson. I mean, there's so many, so many options in that draft. It's kind of how I'm feeling about this year. Yeah. Really, really kind of, you know, we only have six draft picks. So um, I, we need bodies, man. Like I, I know 11 sounds great and all, but I wouldn't mind moving back a couple spots and picking up a third round pick or something. Yeah. Um, I think it's depending know. on who's there. You know, if you have Jamar Chase or, you know, someone like that there, then, then I think you take it. But if, if they're not there and you're trying to, you want to wrap up and we can talk about that a little bit. Well, I want to talk about, let's talk about free agency. Let's do that. Yeah. So, I mean, the Giants free agencies or free agents. I mean, Leonard Williams, I think we both think we're going to bring him back, right? Yep. Uh, Delvin Tomlinson, I'd love to bring back, but I just don't think it's going to happen. It's going to have to be a discount. It's going to have to be team-friendly. And, again, call me delusional Murph, but I'm hoping in the back of my head there's something else breeding with this defense. You know, I'm hoping that Patrick Graham extension is a reflection on what the players do in free agency, you know? He could have freaking been the coach of the Jets. Yeah. And been making twice the salary and have his own team. So, I mean, like, you can think about all these things. Sure. You know, they all come into play. These these are humans at the end of the day, right? Yep. So, okay, we already talked about Colt McCoy. I wouldn't be opposed to bringing him back. Um, what about, like, Nate Ebner? You think he's someone that could come back and, and kind of fill that special teams role again? Uh, I don't want him back at that price. Um you know, but again, you know, there's another guy on the roster named Cody Core who's a similar player. He's a special teams gunner, so it's going to be one or the other with them. Core is an easy cut casualty for me. Um, I, I said this to someone the other day, like, we don't need to be spending two mil on, on special teamers when our head coach is a special teams coach. He can go find that. He yeah. should, That's his specialty. Um, that's up to him and T-Mac to go. We don't – I don't ever want to see Nate Ebner on the field on defense playing safety on fourth down or third down ever again. <laughs> I know, I know it was just a, a thing of depth at the time, but like, we just don't, I don't, I don't want that. We have enough safeties. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think Ebner's probably gone. If he is back, it's probably another team friendly, friendly because he's a Joe judge guy as well. Yep. Um, some veterans. I kind of hope we bring back. I'd like to see Austin Johnson back. I'd love to see Jabal Sheard back. Kind of assuming like Casey Kreider will be back, but who knows? What are your thoughts on those? Yeah, you know, we're going to have to fill out the roster a little bit. Um, if you don't have those guys back, you're going to see probably similar guys of that nature. I expect a lot of one-year deals around free agency period this year with the cap shrinking because guys know they're not going to get the money they could normally get. 
Um, and I see the Giants sign on a lot of one-year deals again, too, with our cap situation. So those would be perfect situations. It might not be those guys, but there'll be similar players off the free agents um, pool. Yeah. Um, you know, something I want to ask you is, like, an easy cap casualty lately is Golden Tate. Um, we're already locking bodies at the wide receiver position. Golden Tate's making a lot of money. Do we cut Golden Tate? Do we bring him back at a lower cost? Um, where are you sitting with that? Because obviously, like, he took a step back last year. Yeah. Um, I'm a firm believer that there's no Danny success in 2019 without a Golden Tate. Um, I really think he was a really good asset to Danny's development in 2019. Obviously, that changed last year. Where do we go with the Golden Tate? I think he's gone. Yeah. You know, I think I think we need to kind of overhaul the offensive line – or sorry, not the offensive line. We need to overhaul the wide receivers, that, that whole position. You know, I think I wouldn't be shocked to see us sign a free agent and draft a wide receiver pretty high in the draft. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I could see him back at a, sl- a lower price, but he's an easy – easy cat makeup. So, I agree. um, and let, if he wants to stay, you could maybe see like a resign. Uh, but my whole thing with free agency into the draft is like, first of all, it's going to affect it. Obviously we know that, but like I was talking to someone yesterday, I know Curtis Samuels floating around out there and like, I am not okay entering the draft with a wide receiver core of Slayton, Shepard, Ingram, and either a Samuel, a Godwin, um, Corey Davis, I'm on the verge. But, you know, let's say we sign a, a, a Chris Godwin or a Curtis Samuel in free agency. How confident are you going into the draft with that? Not at all. I, I'll Not still either. feel like our hand's forced to draft a wide receiver high. It's, it's, it's unsettling. Mm-hmm. And then the flip side of that is like, you can't guarantee anything in the draft. You have no idea what's going to be there at 11, and you have no idea if you'll get your hands on a wide receiver. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts I'm, on Devontae Smith? I mean, I, I like him. I just don't want him for the Giants. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. He's actually my fourth-ranked wide receiver in this draft. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm a Jamar Chase one. I like Rashad Bateman in that too, man. Too. That's my guy. He scored 19 touchdowns last year. The Giants have a – High presence of scouting in Minnesota. We took two dudes from there last year. Um, I like uh, Jalen Waddle third. You know, Jalen. People forget Jalen Waddle was the Heisman Trophy favorite until he went down. He's my number um, two. Yeah, he he's a guy that can spread the field. Again, like we're gonna need a big body still if we're taking a Waddle. Yeah. Um, and I like uh, you know if we if we were to wait, I. I I like Rondo more. I know he's not what we need right now, but the dude's a genetic freaking nature. Yeah. Um, 40-inch vertical. I know he's only played one year. Say that again? I think he had a 40-inch vertical. Yeah, he ran. He had 42-inch vertical, and he's only 5'10". 5'9", 5'10". Yeah, five, and, and he runs like a 4'3", 40, 4'3", or something. Yeah. Um, I think he's actually like a really good fit for a, a Packers offense being a slot receiver. But if we were to sign a Corey Davis, I think he'd be a nice compliment for us in the draft. Um, and then if we were to wait, I like that kid Terrence Marshall out of LSU. He's a big six, three body receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't care what we do in the draft or free agency, but we need a red zone target. Yep. I'm done relying on Darius Slayton. I think we need to get another tight end too. I mean, I'm not really on the Kyle Pitts train right now. 
I mean, I think he's he's a talent, but I just don't want him. I don't want Kyle Pitts, man. Yeah. I think he ends up sliding a little bit. Um, I think what's going to happen with him is he's also a genetic freak of nature, but he's a tight end. People are comparing him to Plaxico because the wingspan and everything and the catch radius. But, I mean, I'm not taking him at 11, dude. Just screams Evan Ingram over again. Like, I know he's a freak. I know he'd be good for Daniel. But I don't know that that is what this offense needs right now. I mean, if Kyle, me, Kyle Pitts ran a four, four, let's say he ran a, a four, five flat and had a little bit more of a route tree, then I'd feel a little bit more confident from him. But he's a tight end, dude. He's yeah. a tight end. This whole wide receiver notion shit, he's not a wide receiver, in my opinion. To me, taking him wouldn't help our offense as much as taking a wide receiver. We already have Evan Ingram. I know there's issues there. He, he needs to work on his hands. But if we take a wide receiver, we still have Evan Ingram, and we can at least try to work with that. Yeah. Whereas if we take Kyle Pitts, it's like you're not going to run Kyle Pitts and Evan Ingram out there. The only way I'm going to be cool with the Kyle Pitts is if we're getting an Allen Robinson or a Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, at, at that point, it makes sense. But um, I don't want to play this game at tight end anymore, man. I'd rather just ride with Caden Smith. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Any um, any other free agent people that you want to talk about? Anyone that you kind of hope we go after other than, you know, the wide receivers we've already talked about? Um, yeah, you know, I brought up Josh Reynolds, Rashad Higgins, and uh, I think I had someone else. But, you know, I, the Giants are going to be bargain shoppers, man. They're going to be looking for one-year deals. So if they're not going to play that top of the market, I really don't think they're going to be giving a Curtis Samuel and Chris Godwin that that – high-end market money um we still got holes to fill it i mean we're gonna need to probably sign an offensive lineman we could afford to take a sign an offensive tackle again it's all going to come down to what we do with leo and dalvin um you might see us take another shot on a, a no-name corner um you know we, we still need a, some depth there i don't know what they're going to do with sam beal I'm done with Sam Beal. I don't care what they do with him. I know a lot of people still want to give him a shot, but you know what, dude, he COVID's COVID, whatever, dude, but he was given literally on a platter of starting job this year and opted out. Um, whatever your thoughts are on COVID, that's cool. But like, dude, like another guy that's had endless chances. How, how many more can we get? You got to take advantage of those opportunities too. And I get it's COVID and that's tough, but. Man, you're right. He, he he was the number two corner. You know, he had that slot. Yeah, I mean, uh, he would have been on the field a lot this year, and we yep. and we missed that just the body itself. Um, you know, I don't see us signing any corners. We don't need or any uh, safeties. We don't need any safeties. I, they'll probably sign another defensive lineman because they love to do that. I, I'd like to see you know if they do go the free agent route at running back. I'd like to bring in a Mark Ingram on a vet, man. Yes, I um, You know, I think he'd be a good compliment to Saquon. Again, I need Saquon to play like the, the finesse dynamic back that he is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play like a power back ever. He, he, he avoids contact. He likes to run it outside. He doesn't like to go it up the middle. I need Saquon to be that complete guy, man. I need, I need Saquon to be like our Zeke. And if he's not going to play like that, we're going to need someone who's a compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a Mark Ingram would be would solid would be solid. I'd like to bring back Alfred Morris. Um, but other than that, man, like, I don't think we're going to be big spenders at all. We don't have much money. We got to get our own guys under wrap. 
I think we're in a good place on defense. We just got to get Danny some playmakers. Yep. I'd like to see us bring back uh, Okwara. He's a free agent. He had a yeah. good year with Detroit. I can't imagine he's going to be too expensive, so I think he might be kind of, you know, a good fit in that, like, bargain. Yeah, and his brother's in this draft as well. He's another target for me. He's an edge rusher as well, so. Yep. Cool, man. Anything to help the edge in the wide receiver position. Uh, I don't want to spend on these Barrett's, Jadon's, top-of-the-market guys. You know? yeah. I, I really hate comparing us to the Patriots, but I, I don't mind being discount spenders. It worked out for us last year. Why not have it again? We just got to keep improving our drafting. You know, if we can have another yeah. good, good, successful draft this year, it's going to help us build a depth where we're not going to have to go out there and spend big money on, you know, free agents all the time. And, and maybe a guy that's on our team that is a backup will get, you know, signed by someone else for a big yep. contract. It, it would be nice to, to be that way rather than, <laughs> than what we've been, you know. So – what are you taking on 11? Who's your guy? I mean, I love Chase. I just don't think he's going to be there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd go probably Waddle. I'm not opposed to Bateman. I just think Bateman, you could probably trade back a little bit and still get him in the first. But that's a dangerous yeah, that's, game, too. That's my thought. Cornerback, um, two, I'm not opposed to that, that idea. But then it's like, who else? You know, I don't, I don't really want, Apple, I don't DeAndre want Micah Baker, Parsons. Nightmares again. Yeah. I don't want Micah Parsons. I, I think he's someone that a lot of stuff has gotten pushed under the rug for him. I don't think he's a, a fit for what we want. So my, my one thing with Parsons, my argument to that is coach chaos should know. True. Right. Yeah. If those things did go on, he'll, he'll let our staff know that we need to stay away from it. I like Parsons a lot, man. I don't think Parsons is going to be there at 11. Parsons is like literally Cam Brown, but like three notches up. He can play inside. He can play outside. He's a genetic freak. I really think he could end up being just an edge rusher. Um, But the rumors are out there. Maybe he'll slide because of it. I'm not against taking him if we're going to make him an edge rusher. Again, Coach Chaos will know more than anyone else if those rumors are true and if what his character is like. Um, I don't have a favorite at 11, dude. I want BPA. Yeah. A lot of people that are listening to this probably isn't going to like this, but I don't care if they take an OT there. I wouldn't be opposed to it either. Honestly. Sean Slater. We need to do something with this offensive line. You know, we're not set yet. It's not set. Keep building it, man. Yep. You know, you got to win in the trenches before you can win anywhere else. And fans will rage if we take an OT there, but I don't care. You know, I'd if that's the BPA. It. Yeah. If he's the best player available, you know, that's what I'm taking. Again, like, it's it's the same thing with with Parsons. If if you can get over those rumors and if they're they're true or not, like, I don't think you can pass on him at 11. That's a good point, too, with Cook's Chaos. I didn't even think of that. You know, yeah. he's he's got to have first-hand knowledge. So if he's okay with it, that actually kind of opens up the possibilities to me of drafting him. Yeah, there's, there's actually three defensive linemen from Penn State coming out this year that all have questions. Parsons with that. Um, there's Jason Osu, Owosu, I think his name is. Yeah. He's a genetic freak as well. He never really came into his form at Penn State. wasn't able to get the sacks, but he's got the he's got the size and the speed. Another guy that Coach Chaos is familiar with. 
Um, he's like a second round fringe pick right now. Uh, some have him going first round. And then the D tackle, I'm not sure his name. He won this um, defensive MVP at the senior bowl. Um, I'm not positive. He's got a lot. It, it's a, it's a different name. Um, but again, Coach Chaos is going to have the insight on one of these guys. And that's what I love about Joe Judge bringing these college guys in, dude. Like, even if they didn't play for them in college, they probably played against them or they scouted them. Right. So, you know, you got Jeremy Pruitt, you got Derek Dooley, you got Kevin Shear at linebacker's position. Um, all these guys should be familiar with a lot of different football players in this world. Yeah. Um, the Joe Judge effect, man. So, uh, I trust this staff. I really do. Maybe I'm delusional, but I finally feel like we have a staff in place that puts their players in the best place to succeed. And I haven't felt like that. I mean, I want to give Coughlin credit as much as that is, as the next guy, but I don't even know if I felt like, like that with Coughlin. No, no. I mean, uh, I was younger back then and I didn't pay attention as much like as in depth as I am now of a fan. Um, Coughlin Love Coughlin. I mean, Jerry Reese doesn't have any rings without Tom Coughlin and Eli. I, I'll never give Jerry Reese credit for those rings. I don't care. Um, those are Eli and Coughlin's rings. His drafts were horrible. But, yeah, I mean, we're dynamic, dude. Like, I literally feel like I like every single coach besides Jason Garrett. Yeah. And Jason Garrett has some help around him that I hope can help with Shuplinski and um, – kitchens in his ear hopefully that can push this offense along but you know from a defensive standpoint I love our coaching staff dude like they're the college piece goes far you know I've always been like really against hiring coaches that are college edge coaches like Lincoln Riley's that light the world on fire from an offensive standpoint but when you get these positional guys in here that were head coaches but are now positional coaches in the NFL like Brett Belima last year um, that goes a long way, dude. Yeah, you know that. You know when you have a linebackers coach who used to be a college head coach. I mean, he's been there before. He's seen adversity. He's been fired. Um, he's scouted players. He's seen. He's played against a lot of different players. So I think that really goes a long way with what we got going in the coaching staff, and it really helps us in the draft. Plus, we have such a young team. Yep. So these young college coaches. I mean, it's nothing but good for, for what Joe judge wants to do here. Yep. You know, yep. these guys still need to be taught. And that's one thing judge keeps preaching. You know, he wants to bring coaches in that can teach. And cross train. Lo- so. Love the staff. Love the staff. Yeah. I mean, if we have anything to be excited about, it's definitely Joe judge. We got that CEO we've been waiting for, for a long time. Um, what they do at the GM position going forward. I don't know. Um, you know, a lot of people think that Joe has a lot more control than he does. Um, Joe and Dave have a good partnership, man. You know, I got a buddy who's who's got some friends that work for the Giants, and the um, the vibe is they they like each other, man. It know, seems they work like it. well together, yeah. and uh, there's no qualms there, and it, there's no force. There's no force of Mars hand or anything, and. You can definitely see Joe had his blueprints all over that draft last year. So he has a say, but he doesn't have all the say. Davis definitely still in this thing. Yeah, I don't think he has final say, but he he has a very big hand yeah. in everything that happens with the team. And the Giants have always given their coaches say. I mean, look at Betcher and Shermer. They brought their guys. 
Um, it didn't work out, but like sometimes it's a blessing to give your coaches the say, and sometimes it's a curse. And right now I think it's a blessing for us because we have the right coaches. So anything else you want to get to? Oh man, just get Danny some damn weapons. You I just don't think we can do anything going forward with this team without weapons on this offense. A little not giant related here, but you mentioned something about Carson Wentz. What was your question? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we can wrap up with this. So, you know, all the quarterback carousel on the market right now, it's it's wild, dude. Like, I think this is going to be the craziest offseason we've seen in a long time in the NFL. Um, lots of quarterbacks are in need and need of service right now. So Wentz is the hot topic. You know, I know the Colts and the Bears have been involved in trade discussions and the Eagles are just not budging because they think they can get more than they want for Wentz. If you were to take a quarterback right now, contracts aside, history aside, compensation aside, would you take Wentz or Donald? Ooh. Hmm. I still think I would take Wentz. That's that's the answer I've been getting from a lot of people. Um, and I understand it because you've seen his ceiling. Yep. He, you've seen his success. You've seen what he could be. My problem is that's been so long. And my flip side of the argument is he had an elite O-line most of his career. He had a good defense most of his career. They complain about wide receiver talent in Philly a lot, but it's not as bad as a lot of other teams. And he's had two elite tight ends in Ertz and Goddard. Sure. Sam Darnold's gotten fucked yeah. in New York. And it's kind of like what's happening with Danny, but I'll leave Danny out of this one. Sam hasn't had any wide receivers. He had Adam Gase calling his plays. He plays for the Jets, who don't make good decisions. Hasn't had a running back. Yeah. Huh? He has nothing around him at all. Either. He had celebrity crybaby uh, Le'Veon in his backfield. Um, they did invest in the O-line a little bit last year. It got a little better. Um Sam just hasn't had the tools, man. And I think Sam's a guy that you give him a change of scenery and the right coach, he might make it happen. I would love to see Darnold and Sam Fran, man. I really think he would sling it in a Kyle Shanahan offense. Um, He's a guy that just needs a change of scenery, in my opinion. And right now, that's who I'd be trading for, not Wentz. I think Wentz is done, dude. I saw him throw some balls this year, and I don't think it's the knee that wrecked him. I think it's the back. He's got that Romo effect. Could be. It's a shame. Um, but let's just hope the Eagles don't get shit for him. <laughs> <laughs> I heard two twos is, is uh, the best offer they've had so far. Yeah, and I heard they turned it down. Yep, that's an overpay in my opinion. For the for the Jets though, do you think they go quarterback at two? I think the Jets should go get Deshaun if they can. Yeah, they got the money. They got the cap room. They could go get Deshaun and Allen Robinson and a running back. Um, I wouldn't take a quarterback at two, no, because like either. it's 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 the Darnold effect again, and like you got to start building it. Honestly, I would trade if I was the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, I, no, 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 no. I, I rephrase that. I'm going to take Panay Sewell if I'm the Jets. Okay. Um, for sure. That's definitely my. What would pick. you do then? Slide Becton over to right tackle. Yeah, probably. I mean, Becton's really a, a run blocking tackle. I know he got a lot of praise last year, but he's really a run blocking tackle. Um, that's what he was mean at, at at Louisville. His first initial punch is what made him his money. He's a mauler in the run game, but 
he's also had that injury bug a little bit already. Um, he's actually from where I live now and I've been familiar with him for a while. He's a mean man, but like, I'm still, I still think Andrew Thomas is the more dynamic. I agree. Um, yeah, moving to right tackle again, right tackle is still important or put, put Panay there. Um, but I'm not giving up on Darnold, dude. And if I'm giving up on Darnold, I'm trading for Watson. I'm not taking Zach Wilson. Yeah. Well, then what about this? What about at two taking Jamar Chase? I mean, I think they're going to take the flack that we took for Barkley. I would still go sign Allen Robinson. Yeah. I mean, just thinking with a Giants cap on, I'm going to build my trenches and then I'm going to pay for my receivers. Yeah. Um, The Jets need it all so they could probably afford to trade back a little bit. They got they have so much money, dude. That's my thing. Is like, why draft a receiver when you could sign any receiver on the market? They have another uh, first round pick too, I believe. They have two first round picks. Um, Jamal I, I think they do. Yeah, yeah Jamal Adams trade. Yeah, from the later, Adams trade, but right. yeah. So they have the capital to like go get Watson. I don't yeah. think the Texans want to trade Watson. No, they don't. Um, I'm not. I, I just if I'm the Jets, I wouldn't give up on Darnold yet. They got Matt Lafleur's little brother there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's been working with Shanahan for a while, so you might see a similar Shanahan type offense. Jets could turn it around fast. I hope they don't, but, um, <laughs> they got no defense. They got a ways to go. They do. They're going to have, they, uh, the Jets are a team that should go spend money, man. They really should. Um, they got the cap, they got the draft capital. I'm not, I'm not moving on from Darnold if I'm them. I'm giving him one more year and seeing if he can do anything under a new coach, but, at the same time, he's a type of guy that might just need a new change of scenery. Yeah. Well, maybe Salah or Salah, however you pronounce it, will provide him with that change of scenery. Yeah. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the team in New York, even though there's not really one right now. But uh, Buffalo. <laughs> true. But um, no, nah, the Jets are pretty far. Their Jets are way more far than us. At least we've got a defense to show for. Yeah, I agree. Um, but – Again, going back to the draft, dude, That's every single team in that top 10 is, like, fluid on what they could do, which is why I hate talking Giants draft right now because free agency is going to change the entire course of it. You know, you got Miami sitting at three. If I'm Miami, I'm taking a tackle, but everybody's got them taking Devontae Smith at three or Jamar Chase. So, I mean, they got another second – they got another first-round pick later in the round. They could get a Rashad Bateman. So, um Detroit, you know, they take in a quarterback, they take in a receiver, they take in BPA. So uh, a lot of moving pieces. Right? We're going to have no idea what's going to happen with the Giants draft picks for a while. Um, we got to figure out what happens in free agency first. And yep. as much as our Giants fans want to go spend in free agency, I think it's going to be pretty boring free agency for us, unfortunately. Corey Davis. Just give me Corey Davis. I'll be happy. If we have a boring free agency, that means we locked up Leo. True. You're hoping Logan Ryan's recruiting. Corey Davis. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, brother. No, this is good con- content. You know, I know there's not much going on right now, but I always love talking Giants football. Yeah, same. Um, you know, I'd love to, like we talked about, I'd love to kind of come back on and talk after free agency and then talk after the draft and see kind of yeah. how these these talks line up. Yep, um, they always change. Yep. And uh, we're always either more mad or more happy after the draft. So, yeah. uh, you know. We got a lot of excitement brewing around the Giants right now. Again, we're in good hands. We are. Um, we might not be in good hands cap wise, but we have a good leader of this team right now. And I think that's the most important part. Yeah. 
All right, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, brother. Anytime. And uh, look forward to doing it again. Yeah, let's plan on it. Okay. All right, my man. All right. Thanks, bud. Yeah, dude. So that was my interview with Murph from Clackback Sports. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.